This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is October 9th, 2017. Today we're talking about the Delphi College Athletics and the transition of athletics in 2017. Calhoun and Double R with me. What's up, fellas? What's up? And it's good to be back in the building with my brothers. Yo, so everybody who's been waiting for picks and kicks, we haven't done picks and kicks this year, but we've been tackling an individual football topic. We haven't done one this week, so everybody, our longtime listeners know when the Falcons are off, we're off. So since the Falcons didn't play, we didn't have anything to talk about this coming week. Um, I think we're going to tackle Eli, Ben, and Phillip and talk about that draft class and where they go from here later on this week. But right now we're going to talk about college football not college football, we're going to talk about college sports and the fallout from what's going on in college sports and how the whole game is under attack and how can it, if it can be fixed and how it can be fixed. And this started off a conversation, Calhoun, me and you had, what, last week? And, you know, just about the Rick Patino and all the other stuff that's going on right now. And well, it's how... I, I dropped that that on the phone. Yeah, so, it, and it kind of ties into, it's going to tie into football specifically too because we had... A bet, me and Double R and Calhoun have a 20 year bet on the fate of football. So it just seems like everything is under attack on everything else, but we're going to focus on college specifically right here. So let's go on to get started. Everybody, I was catching Double R up offline and we were talking about how, you know, Rick Patino, his name is impl- implicated, but they're talking about how many, it's going to be so many coaches from the fallout of this and what they're, tra- they're charging with racketeering or something, right, Calhoun? Exactly. I mean, that's all. That's, that's when they start FBI get involved, and when they're doing this conspiracy and this, this type of stuff, that's the only. I haven't really said what it was, but that's the only charge that you come up with. Yeah, so it got to be like some type of racketeering or something like that, money laundering, some shit, right? You know what I'm saying? And so, this case is so far and right because it's, it touches college athletes, college coaches, and shoe company executives. So they've already arrested some college coaches, some shoe company executives, and they already are. College players are now getting lawyers. So this is going to be, hey, take this shit to trial, right? This is going to be the feds got a whole bunch of information. They're going to start turning people, blase this and blase that. We were talking about the NCAA and their role in this and just their role in college sports in general. And Calhoun, what was your thoughts on that? How did you start it off? Well, like I told you, well, first off, can we just acknowledge for a minute that you quoted the Mr. Biz, get the 12 white folks and take that shit to trial, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they did. So, I mean, that's what you're going to have to do right now because, you know, the feds don't step in stuff like this until they really have some information, right? Well, like someone said, if you look at the feds' conviction rate, I don't know what it is now. I know for a minute it was like it's an 85% conviction rate. I thought it was in the 90s at one point. Whatever it is, when they get involved, they already have their ducks in the row. Somebody's going out of jail. You're going to make some deals. That's how they're going to do business. But. I, what we were speaking of is what's, what happened is they're being reactive instead of proactive. College have had a problem now for decades that they should have been addressing as far as monetizing college sports. I mean, you cannot do what they're doing. You 
cannot be these many people making millions and people making billions of and and you can continue trying to hire under the amateur athlete aspect of things while making this kind of profit. It just it would just it just turned bad. So So Double so R, let me ask you this. College you watch college football, right? Yes. So, like, college football has changed. We're going to use college football. College athletics has changed in our lifetime. Well, in our parents' lifetime. So, when our parents were, grandparents were young and our parents were being born, college football was basically ran by the service academy. So, it was Notre Dame, Army, Navy. All those were the big programs. Like, Florida State didn't even have a football team for a while. Do you see the change from what college football has been where it was, like, pure amateurism to now it's popular and, oh, shit, how do everybody make money off of it but the players? Everybody making money, even some of the players. If you're smart, you got to look way back to Percy Harvest, the Cam dude. They the one. They were getting paid on the table, so it ain't like this. Just coming up is something new. It been going on. It just now, y'all want to try to clean it up. Yeah. So problem with what he's saying. So that's what we were talking about with the NCAA. They should have. They should have reformatted their rules the way they do business long ago. Because players like that kept getting caught up. And even you go back to the Miami Hurricane days, this isn't a, it's been going on, but it hasn't been like this. Because think about it now, that's how, uh, what you call it, got that death sentence. Who was that? With, uh, Eric SMU. Dick. SMU got a death sentence because what he was doing with, with the running by Eric Dickerson. Yeah. They got two and all that stuff. This has been going on. It, it got crazy, I think, in like the 80s, late 70s, 80s. It got crazy. So, once you start handing out like that death sentence, they should have been revising and refurbishing these old-ass rules. So your big point is that they've been proactive, right? I mean, reactive, not proactive, excuse me. Well, see, now that they don't even want to react. And like I told you, it's because I think everyone dirty. I know we'll get in that later. But they're not even being reactive. What's going on now is they're going to be forced into doing something because now that the feds are involved, it's an old crap. Everybody got to now it's like the boss is coming in and y'all just slacking off all day and everything is supposed to be done. Y'all five minutes off and you have to get everything that's supposed to be done. And that's what's going on now. It's going to be a mad scrum because the feds come in with jail time. They're not coming in with no... Yeah, they don't care about the money, right? Nah, they, nah, they don't. And you're not bribing them. They don't care about vacating your championship and taking away a trophy. They coming in to put, hang you out to dry. Well, now you're going to see it's going to be a trickle-down effect. Everybody going to start telling on everybody. They're probably going to get down like the, uh, what it was in baseball, the steroid area. Yeah, so like, man, that's, yeah, that's a good point, Double R. So it's going to be, you go, this going to get in front of Congress, right? So Calhoun and myself are debating on this. So one of the big problems is, and let's just, let's, we're going to talk about several entities. We're going to talk about the NCAA. We're going to talk about boosters, players, and coaches, kind of individually. So that's a good set way to talk about the NCAA. Double R, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the NCAA? The thought on all about it, I mean, I think it's it's a bunch of hypocrites on now because y'all y'all make these rules, but y'all study break them. You break them under the table, all your buddies. You, you come shake these hand, giving these players money, but this is so called a rule. Like I think it's a joke. Calhoun, what do you think about? It? I agree with what Double R just said. Uh, it's been too many. You talk about. In Congress, how they getting money? It's too many. It's too much money passing hands with this NCAA. It's too much dirtiness going on. That's why it needs to be cleaned. If they would have just been stealing 
a dollar a day instead of a thousand a day, it would not have been like this. You've been having student athletes complaining about, who's that, Muhammad a few years ago, Shabazz, in the NCAA tournament, basketball, complaining about how he go to bed hungry some days, and they had to change that up to where they should be able to eat. I mean, like, you're making millions and millions off of these kids, and I think one of the things you always say is not every school is, and that's true. But what happens is, when you have these kind of fallouts, you're making so much money off of these kids, and it, it turns into exploiting them at some point, and I think that's what, what has happened. I think earlier on, these were not the issue before they got these billion-dollar contracts from these TV industry. And I'm glad I said that because that goes back to a point that we'll probably get into. Before they got these billion-dollar contracts from these TV uh, stations and these networks, then we could talk about student-athletes and, and, and holding them to a certain goal, but you can't tell me they can make profit off of a Todd Gurley jersey. Meanwhile, Todd Gurley can't sign his jersey and make profit off of it. So let me go on and be the devil's advocate here because I am for the NCAA. I, I think not. I, I completely agree with the problems you guys are saying. But I think that an institution of monitoring is needed for college sports. I think you have to have some a NCAA or some form of an NCAA that's done correctly to monitor this because without that, it would be the wild, wild west out here. So can we all agree that there is a need for some organization? I feel it's the wild, wild west already, <laughs> the way they're doing this stuff out here. I agree. I, I agree with you that need to be a policing, but when your police is corrupt, yeah. this is what happens. So this is the problem. So I think, so and we talked about the NCAA. I think one of the main problems, and I'm glad we talked about the feds, the feds got in, now everybody like, oh, crap. I think that the problem with the NCAA is what penalties can they really do for some of the people? Yeah, they don't punish coaches. They really they only punish players and institutions, right? So the death penalty is an institutional penalty, and you know players can they can quit play, letting players play, right? So those are the only two people who get punished in this. Boosters go under the radar, coaches go under the radar, executives from shoe companies go under the radar. So I think that the NCAA is needed, but I told you, like I told you offline, Calhoun, I think they need to be tied to, I think it needs to be a federal organization. I think the FBI needs to, maybe not the FBI, but some governing body who can give out jail time and give out fines to people who are outside of the normal university infrastructure. So you think the coaches should be punished? Yeah, I mean, in this case, you break, in this case, yeah, so two things that are in the Constitution the United States government manages is a military and interstate commerce. College sports is one of the definite, they go across states and play each other. And most of these schools are public institutions. So they directly fall into, they take money from the government. They do business across state lines. So they fall directly into what the government should be monitoring. And so I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of a governing body that should be able to give out jail time. Rick Pitino should go, if he broke the law, even with the stripper stuff, he should be going to jail for some of this stuff. I mean, all this is racketeering. But why just get the, uh, the the dean of the school? Well, I mean, the dean, so you can punish the dean, but that's still kind of like it should be some individual individual accountability for the person who's actually breaking the rules in this case. Like the dean, let's be honest, in cases like this, Rick Pitino probably is the highest paid, highest paid state employee in the state of Kentucky before this all fell out. He, he made more money than his boss. Well, that doesn't happen anywhere else but in sports. So... 
How many? If you the, if you the president of Louisville, you say, "Hey, Rick, you can't do this." Like, kiss my ass. I make more money than you. This people come to this school because of me, not because of you. I don't care if you the president or not. You gotta have tell some type. Tito. Huh? No, they tell the Rick Tito, you win or go home. Yeah, but as long as he win, he had to say so. So let's flip it and use another sport. You think anybody in Alabama could tell Nick Saban anything? Do I think what now? Anybody in Alabama could tell Nick Saban anything? No, but I'm pretty sure the dean telling uh, Nick Saban if you don't win, if you lose, if you don't uh, play for a national championship, or you don't, if you lose three games, your job in jeopardy. I guarantee you that. I think Nick Saban will build up a reputation that he'll have to do that multiple years. Like the, he has the public behind him, so Nick Saban can say, "Look here." You may run this school, but I run this state. You shit this. You come to my house with that stupid junk again. I'll have you escorted off the premises. Do you think he could tell the president that Calhoun? Without a doubt, he can get out of. Here's the thing, though. As the president, I'll still fire you and deal with the fallout, especially if it gets too out of hand. So I, I see what you're saying in the power that they've amassed because they have. Listen, when it comes to, but just like you mentioned when you talk about paying students, and you're like only the only the top twenty five. Uh, schools, it's only a few coaches that can wield that power. Nick Saban is one of them. I mean, we agree. We agree, but I'm saying, like, who else? Kirby Smart can't wield that power yet, right? We'll use Georgia. He's a... Huh? He keep winning, he will. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? So, it's only five or six coaches who wield that type of power. Like, it's only five or six schools that made that type of money. Like, everybody talks about college. Like, they're talking about everybody's making money like that. It's not everybody making money. We just talk about the ones we see on TV a lot, and we assume everybody else is doing the same. So I think that the media and this generation of everybody has a voice has kind of pushed the wrong agenda. Like, yeah, players should get paid, which can go into another part, but really, how many players should get paid? Because Double R asked you this, are you, do you think players should get paid? Let me start out with that. Yeah, you may well, because if you say they don't, they're making this money, they still going to be pay- paying the players, so they should get something. Calhoun, you? Damn right they should be. They should have been getting paid. Don't sit here and tell me that a kid who get a stipend or what, $200 or something like that? When you have a coach on the sideline making millions. Paying players is a very slippery slope because once you pay the football player, you got to pay the basketball player, you got to pay the female basketball player, you got to pay the female golfer, you got to play the, the Ouija board player. They got this esports stuff. Now you're gonna have to play the nerds who just play esports. You have to play everybody. You're gonna have to pay them the same, especially for public universities. Is it fair to pay a football player when you know you're gonna have to pay the women's softball player the same thing? I think it should be fair all across the boards. The school should get some. The amount of money I'll get, but if you ain't getting them player nothing but five thousand a year, everybody should get it. I think you getting the money don't. If you don't play. The damn school gonna pocket the money. You know? It ain't like y'all gonna put it back in the school for education purposes. So but, pay them, give them that money. So that's the thing to count, count that. That's what they've been using sports too. They've been using sports to pay for other parts of the school. So like they Georgia used like the profits from football to build like a library. I know Penn State did it. Um, somebody else used the money from Texas used the money from football to build like a research center. So they're taking this football <laughs> money. Uh, if you got that much money to build buildings, you got that much money to pay students. So and that's to the point I'm getting to. You think players should get paid? Are you cool with paying Deshaun Watson the same thing you pay 
A, the scrub on the, on the football team, and B, the women's lacrosse player. Are you cool with that, Calhoun? Because in, I, that's the only way I can see this working. Is everybody get paid the same? I think I think it should be a skill, honestly, because we know they don't bring in the same amount. So I, I personally think it should be a skill. I'm cool with it if that if it cannot be, it has to go that route. Fine, everyone has to get paid, but I think it should be a skill. I, not just the women's lacrosse team who makes absolutely nothing. The uh, the men volleyball team. I don't think they should be paid as much as a football team. I don't think that the the Batman the the Batman. Uh, players should be paid as much as the basketball players. I think whatever sports making the money, I think they should get a difference in, in pay size. Now, I, I know that may be a problem as the NCAA, but and if that is, then if everyone has to get paid, everybody needs to get paid. So, yeah, double I, you said everybody should get paid evenly. I'm just saying in the world of Title IX, in the world of women's rights, in the world of, hey, these are public universities, so the minute person A gets paid, Five thousand person B gets paid five hundred. They go sue. You have to pay everybody the same, right? You can. You can put some incentives in it. If you do this much, you'll get this much money. But you, she, everybody should be at least, uh, at least equal to some something a fair amount. Okay. We, we mentioned the Olympics. So America has it, as you know, Olympic athletes are are not. Are not Paid athletes, but they have it in this country. You get a gold, I think it's like twenty five thousand. You get silver, you get this, you get bronze, you get that. You get nothing, you get nothing. And I think it should be the same when it comes to that. You can even have that kind of scale if you win football, which makes the most money out of all these universities, and then men's basketball, and then in some states maybe women's basketball. Whoever knows, that's how it needs to be paid. I think that sounds good. I think in the world, somebody. I think in the real world, somebody sues for that. I don't sue though. I mean, that's the whole point of Title Nine, so women can get the same opportunity as men get. Like that's that's why we have Title Nine for schools. So every school has to have the same number of women scholarships as men, or the same opportunities for women as men athletically. That's why even a lot of these women's sports exist. That's why I'm saying you can still have that stuff and still and still hold it down. You still have all those different things, but you just crunch the numbers and do it in that manner. This, and again, this is how you get into it. So if, she want, if women want to sue, uh, the women's, the men's softball players not getting with the men's football players again. So it's not discrimination in that, in that regard. Well, I mean, not so, just women, just, okay, we all spend the same amount of time working. as We put in the same amount of time as a football player. Like, popularity is another different thing. I don't think, I think that's something that everybody could say. Women's soccer, men's volleyball, whoever, whatever, they all put in the same amount of time. And I, I think that that's the argument you make when you go sue a public universe for not paying the same. So then it goes back to your original point. Would you be cool with everyone getting the same amount of pay? I'm cool with them getting the same. I'd rather them get paid as far as what their sports do. But if, if it's between getting paid what your sports do and not getting paid, I'd rather you just pay them all. Because they're all athletic. They all can get hurt. They all put their bodies on the line. They all invest in this much time. And they all turn it, and they're turning a profit. If this wasn't turning a profit, then this would be a different discussion. If it wasn't turning a profit, that is turning. So your point, your problem is it's turning a profit. So popularity is what you're against. The, the profit that is turning is outrageous for them not to be getting it. See, the women lacrosse team, that profit, cool. Y'all are shooting that, fine. But the men's football team, especially when, like you mentioned, not all the teams are getting paid 
But whoever part of those billion dollars that the networks are signed for, y'all getting some money. So let me say. So let me let's let's nine billion dollars, right? They can pay the kids, they can pay the students out of the nine billion dollar deal and keep the money that they get from the universities. So let me say this, because I'll when we talk about this, we all understand that we're talking about a few schools, right? Double R, what schools you think we talk about when we say these schools make a lot of money playing football or basketball? Talk about like Alabama, the, the big powerhouses who are drawing that every year compete for a national championship. Yes. Oh, we got a good, like LA, or not LSU, but USC, where you got them big boosters putting in that money. Yeah, so like, I want to get, I want to touch on that point too, but I want to stay on what Double R just said. So like, University of Texas, you remember they were about to break up the Big 12 last year just because Texas got their own network. You know what Texas did? They told every other school in Texas, you better vote for us to get our network or else you won't make any money because they control the state of Texas. So when you have an unfair plan field like that, you have to have a governing body that can do some things because schools like Texas, Alabama, USC, like Double R Shed, Georgia's, Ohio State, they run rough shot over the world. And you have to have somebody who's making those changes, make, keeping some, some quote-unquote idea of a level playing field. I would come back and ask you this, though. We talked about this earlier. Do you think NCAA should be able to put people in jail or find people outside of the schools and the players? Mm, I would say to find, put jail time, it depends on what you do. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, do you think, like, like in this case, the feds are taking over them, somebody's going to jail. Do you think the feds should be, t- do you think NCAA should be tried to some federal organization that can put people in jail? Or if they have a fed wing that when they find corruption and stuff like this, people go to jail. Do you think that that's do you think that's a fair solution? Uh yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> All that corrupt, yeah, it's fair. Calhoun, what about you? Fuck no. I believe jail is supposed to be reserved for criminals. Uh I believe rapists should be in jail. I believe murderers should be in jail. I believe fucking Trump probably should be in jail. I don't believe Somebody who's either paying kids under the table money or trying to get an uh, advantage as far as sports goes should be in jail. Let's put it in perspective first off. This is just sports. So that's one of the main problems that's going on now because this is so much bigger than life. In, in, in retrospect, this is just sports. This is not the most important thing. I think that sounds good, but that's not the world we live in. Sports mean more than they should. I mean, hence why we're even having this conversation. If sports didn't mean anything, we wouldn't have a billion dollar sport empire to talk about so yeah absolutely right but just in the in the in retrospect in, just putting it in perspective and you're right it's huge because it's the, the money that is that is that is getting that they're getting but i don't believe that a cheating coach or a booster or none of that stuff should be going to jail for paying these kids i don't know okay so let's back up let's use rip Patino again should he get paid for having strippers with the college athletes on recruiting trips should he go to jail for excuse me Nah, you go to jail for that shit. No. He already is on 18, eh? So, no. I don't so, believe you go to jail for that. You go to jail for... Uh, putting somebody in life in danger or whatever. So, Sandusky go to jail. So, Sandusky go to jail. Sandusky go to jail. So, let me ask you this. Without... Who else? Uh, nah, wait, what was his name? What was his name? Sandusky. Uh, Joe Paterno. Yeah, Joe Paterno. Joe Paterno go to jail for being in the comments. Okay. 
So let, that's a very extreme case. Let me ask you the more common case. Without anybody going to jail, how do you stop this if you're the NCAA? You levy heavy uh, fines and punishments. And that's the problem the NCAA, they paid off. What you do is Ripetino no longer coach in the NCAA or be any tie to, cannot go to any games, cannot talk to any, nothing. But then the flip side of that is that they just jump straight to pros. And we, uh, Rip Pitino, Rip Pitino is a, you know, he's an extreme case, but assistant coaches who get caught, they just go be assistant coaches in the pros. So that's not really that much of a punishment in my eyes. And yeah. you know, like, you know, like it's 100 vacancies at, at, the, at the next level. Everybody don't just go and be on the staff for the team. Rick Pitino's not going to go with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, but he, he can go be a special consultant somewhere. Like, perfect example, Calvin Sampson. Calvin Sampson got caught paying kids. It, he, he didn't even have his job a month. He got a job, he got a job at Oklahoma, left that job, and went somewhere and got caught doing something. And they said he's been doing it since Oklahoma. You know what happened to him? He wind up becoming a consultant to the Milwaukee Bucks. Does that happen to everybody? A lot of them. It happens to over sixty percent. They just go get a job and do something else. Well, that one reason why sixty percent because not a whole lot of people have been fried and been punished. I mean, just a lot of them having. So the small fish, yeah, they get they. You stay away from the small fish. We talking about to, kind of to the medium size, and a lot of them go overseas, which is fine. <coughs> so, you know, so even with the Ripper Channel, some of them might be. Everybody's not going to get that shot. These four coaches that they had went, they're not getting that shot. Yeah, but you get. ain't getting that shot. So if you're that good, uh, of course, what's his name? Who in Kentucky? Uh, um, Calipari. Calipari is dirty. Calipari stayed dirty, and he's not getting food. If Calipari gets fired and gets pushed, yes, he will be somewhere in the NBA. So what? You know, but they don't deserve to be in jail. Because one thing about it, and you in a flawed and corrupt system, you act as you act in a flawed and corrupt time. So if you have children and you letting them run amok, you never get on them about anything, they gotta continue to do that until someone else come in and then they wanna bring this flaw. This is how the system been working. So no, I don't feel like they should go for jail. So how do you stop this then? I told you how you have to levy them, you have you have to start. Okay, that's coaches. How do you stop boosters? You do the same thing. You ban them from being on the premise or ban them from being on the system. You can get them criminal trespassing. Now, if you do that, you're breaking the law. So you're saying that's if you interact with a player in the type of way, that's breaking the law? That's breaking the law when you do a criminal trespass. How, how can the NCAA enforce that? That's, you're really cute. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So that goes to the point they have to be able to send people to jail. No, 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 no. no. How can the FBI enforce it? The FBI is just watching it and somebody move. Obviously they did, because that's what they're doing now. That's what they're going to jail for now. That's how they get caught. Because it's so wide open. It's easy to catch. Listen, it's easy to go to a dope trap and catch somebody selling drugs. That's easy. Catch the person who catch the connect. That's hard. So that's how they're doing. So even with this, the same way the the pen they can do, the NCAA should have been cracked down on this stuff. They have FBI with that whole threat, yeah. But if you think that, Bob, because the FBI is involved, this is going to stop. You got another thing coming in that regard. So you don't think the FBI stops this or slows this down? 
not at all. Nah, oh shit, man. Nah, you just said it. It's billions involved. You don't care about the FBI. The FBI can't watch everyone. That's 120 something D1 school. And that's not even included in all the other ones. Nah, they can't watch this. Oh. So. Let me ask you this. So both of y'all say the FBI can't, won't really make a real change. It'll just be a shock value. Then after that, it's back to business as normal. And it's just a role, bro. That's all this is. This is a role. Nothing's gonna change. This is a role. So if somebody get ten years, you don't think that stop? That don't slow anything down? Yeah, who's getting the ten years? Yeah, ain't nobody gonna get ten. Let let just assume. Nah, it's gonna be some assistant coach, right? Who get thrown under the bus? They just keep sending the pawns out. They're not catching no kings. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, do you think, because the pawns are, are the ones who do the footwork in this. You don't think they slow none of the pawns down? No. They're going to take care of them. The big man going to take care of them. Nobody going to get the jobs in the NBA. Okay, you just snitch on me. You can't be, uh, you can't coach in basketball, so you're going to go, you can't coach in college, so you're going to go to the NBA. My friend have a job for you up here. Like you say, you're still making money. You can't stop nothing. Because the fans come in, the big bad wolf come in. All because the teacher came in don't mean that you're gonna have to straighten up. You're gonna act right for a little bit, but soon you turn it back, you're gonna get back to clown. If you're a clown, you're gonna clown. And if you're corrupt, you're gonna be corrupt. This is, this is, you're gonna have to break the whole system down. And that's what I'm saying with the NCAA. They gotta tear that whole thing down and redo it. And so your way of tearing it down is start paying players. That's gonna happen. This this has been going on for about 10, 15 years. I don't see how it can happen. And you can. So that, I'm glad you brought that up. The minute you pay players is the minute you stop college athletics. And you know who gets affected most by that? Black kids. Well, one, why do you say the minute you stop paying players, the minute you stop? How much you think I'm talking about paying players? Not even that. It go back to the mo- big point. Most of these schools don't turn a profit off sports. Like the ones, like Double R said, the ones you know, yeah, they can afford. Like the ones we, the big ones, the ones who everybody talk about, yeah, they can afford to pay kids. They won't. It won't change anything with them. It won't change one thing, huh? Jamie Duke said this years ago. Excuse me for maybe about two years ago on Sports Talk Radio when they had signed that billion dollar network deal and all the schools getting on it, and he broke it down. He broke the numbers down of what they could pay them kids money. Yeah, all athletic. I would have to, you have to go back and listen to that show. But he broke it down. It may have been like five hundred or fifteen hundred dollars extra they can pay them kids that money. You can take half of that nine billion dollars and you can pay them kids out of that. Yeah, but that's not every school ain't signing every. So the NCAA done signed deals. It's the actual conferences that signed deals. So like the Big Six conference, they signed network deals. So yeah, they the ACC has a deal, the SEC has a deal. Big Ten has a deal. Yeah, so those. They out, so they can take from all those. Now again, we're not talking D two D all that stuff. Well, no. So out of so out of a hundred, so look at it like this: it's one hundred twenty schools that pay D one. It's only six of them that we're talking about in that group. So the other half. Let's talk about the power conferences, Darren. Because the power. No, that's what I'm talking about. It's it's six power conferences. How many teams in the power conferences? Between ten to twelve. So that's over 60, 70 teams. Yeah. Okay, so there we go off top. They, they can already eat off of They can do that. But then you, you like you just said, the Division One AA schools, the Division Two schools, Division Three schools, the schools who are SMUs or University of Memphis who are D1 schools who aren't in power, who aren't in the power on um, six conferences, they go away. 
then you get screwed. That's on you then. But then, that's, to my point, D three schools and all that stuff. So to my point, what happens to the black kid who they're only going to school because of sports? Where they going to get paid? But no, nah, these people won't get paid. Not, the big ones, yeah, the four and five star recruits, they'll get paid. But the one and two star recruits who, hey, they made it. The only way they going to University of Toledo is because they playing a football scholarship. Business as usual. Toledo don't pay. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whoever's eating with that billion dollar network, deal, they pay. All the Oscars and City Scoops and all, hey, they don't pay. But you have to. They're all public institutions. You can't just say one paying another one doesn't. Now we had a so now we had a slippery slope here, and that's why we're on this side of it. But the NCAA pay people to get to a resolution. The resolution is simple. You're gonna have to pay. That's simple. All I'm saying is this. That's how you ain't got no college football no more. That's how the FBI's in your business. That's how you gonna have to you're gonna have to stop being greedy. There's too many millionaires in this scenario to cry woe is me. I completely agree with that. I'm not saying again. You know, I'm one of the people I think scholarship. I think once you pay, I think that just, I think that stops a lot of stuff that people don't have before. Doesn't see, I think that has very bad repercussions if you pay. Because you don't have to pay everybody the same, regardless of school, regardless of division, regardless of anything. And then that goes to the question, Double R, I ask you this. Who's who's the start? Do you know a start playing college football right now, Double R? Who is, who is the best player right now? I don't know. All right. Deshaun Watson, oh, last year, Clemson. Let's you Deshaun Watson last year. When you're paying him and this bench rider on South Carolina State the same thing, then what is going to – how is that going to be fair? For one thing, because they're not going to get no – these ain't million-dollar contracts and deals. And like we said, you can even institute – you can even institute them getting stuff on the side so they can keep the money that boosters want to pay down for their signatures. If Nike want to coin them to a deal, they can get coined to a deal. That's all. That's the, all you pay is just little money for everyone to get in. So if it's a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars, whatever it is, you paying that for these students. And you get up. This is what you also get up. You get on the scholarship. You get on the scholarship to finish a bachelor's degree. And you also get on the, the uh, health care or whatever that they need. Now start right there. We talked about this. Double R. Um, you weren't on this conversation, but I do agree that like. Once you play football for a school over a year, you should have health care. Like, for every year you play, you should get a decade of health care on that school. I do agree yeah. with that. Any sport. Would you agree with that, Double R? I, agree. I totally agree. So, like, if you play one year, you get 10 years health care on us. Two years, 20 years, whatever. I completely agree with that. I just think that it's going to be a slippery slope of time, direct money. Now, what, me and you talked about this too, Calhoun. I think a solution where you can tier and pay people what they own is instead of tearing people, every kid who go to the school, you set up a GoFundMe for them and let the boosters feel, pay who they want to pay. Then that way, as a school, you can say, hey, we just gave everybody the same access. We gave everybody a GoFundMe. It's on it's on them. It's on the world on how you get paid for that GoFundMe. I think that's a way where you can pay people what they're truly worth. And that way, the schools keep themselves clean, but the players who deserve it get the most money. Agreed. And see, this is what we see. We're going to what we're doing at this point is talking about the different avenues in which to pay. That's not what we are. That's something they need to come up with. And that's something they get paid to do. We're not going to help them out of God here. It gets there. But we're talking about do they need to get paid? And even you, who is a big proponent of not paying kids, are saying, yes, they need some form, some form of a, they need to monetize them in some way. They need to get some kind of reward for their action. So hold on. My, my reward directly tied to the schools is health care. 
that's that's like the main way. I so think, it, huh? Think about a kid who played college football for three years. What is that doing to his body? And I just said they should get thirty years of free health care on the school. They gonna do that. No, I'm, I'm saying I think that's I think that's a fair start for everybody. It's fair for it. That's more than paying these kids the thousand dollars I'm talking about. But I think that I think that this is gonna go down that road too of what we talked about with the twenty year bet that at some point healthcare is gonna to have to be included because as soon as somebody starts as soon as a college player, once they pass, look and see, oh I had CTE or once they double R me and you talked about this, how they got a CTE test that they could use real time. Once somebody at the University of Florida get diagnosed with CTE once they perfect that test and he wants to sue the school, that's gonna shut a lot of that stuff down too. No, because the school don't have a high uh, attorney, they high priced doctors to make sure that they cover their ass that they never get out there first head. All it's gonna take talk about the school, they have insurance that everyone sues. And uninsurance yeah. there's a risk called assumed risk. Assumed risk is for football players. You go into the assumption that you that isn't a, that you will be getting hurt. And when you have that assumed risk, a lot of them don't pay. Because you know what you're getting into. Well, that's the case. Why the NC, why the NFL having this lawsuit on their hands? Because the NFL did it dirty, and they hid all the information. That's why they're going back this far. The NFL lied to get what they are with their own doctors and things like that. That's how the NFL got caught in the hand in the cookie jar. NFL was doing a lot of lying. But under every insurance policy, it's some kind of assumed risk. So, with that being said, now nah, you in clear. You have to sign. You you two play football. You have to sign waivers when you play football, correct? Yeah. No parent sign. You sign. Because it's an assumed risk. Kids die every kids die every summer. Training camp. They don't get their parents don't get paid for that. That's the waiver you sign. NFL lied. You got caught cheating and sending players out there knowing it was concussed and messed up. That's how they got caught. So when you're doing that, you you negate your cover. You cancel your coverage and you leave yourself open for a lawsuit. That's how they got got because they went against it. You can't lie when you want to get coverage. Otherwise, the insurance company would have covered it, and they would not have covered a player because it's an assumed risk. So I think it's safe to say we all can say that players deserve, no matter what sport, we just use the main sports, but players deserve something from the school, some type of conversation. I'm saying healthcare for sure. You're, you guys are saying healthcare and money, correct? Yes, that's correct. So let's wrap it up like this. I want you, everybody, to think about one way that this problem can be minimalized. Because we all will say that the problem will never be fixed. But how can you minimalize it? And I'll start. I think it's like I said earlier, I think the NCAA needs to be backed by the FBI, some institution that can put people in jail outside of the schools. I think that right now, like you said, they can ban, they can shit, they can give the death penalty to the schools. They can hurt players. Coaches get out of this. They need to start putting some legislation in on coaches. And I agree with what you said, Calhoun. Hey, look, if you do this, you can't come back to the NCAA for five years. And that don't mean you can. That means five years from the day you try to get get back in the NCAA, or you're barred for life, or you have, to, or your first contract comes to some type, or you pay money to get back in the NCAA. Again, I don't have a full solution, but coaches, it we. They need to have a way of punishing coaches, boosters, athletics, everybody. So I just think NCAA needs to have some type of real backing behind it. Where they can't have some, where they have more than just bark, but have a bite too. So that's Darren. That's how I feel they can do it. 
Double O, how you feel that this can be minimalized? Man, you're not going to stop it. It's been going around since the uh, beginning of college sport. I hear some of the NFL players say, when I came into the NFL, I took a pay cut. It ain't going to stop me. I think just going to pay the guys. Put it out there. Going to give everybody their money. Get these kids their money so they won't be in college struggling. And that's the only way you're going to stop it. If, if you're paying them, everybody knows you. So it ain't no more money on the table. It ain't no more cricket and corruption. So you're saying money eliminates that whole under-the-table concept? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to pay these fools. Okay. Calhoun? I agree with RTR. So it's just like if you're being caught, somebody's going to expose you for cheating. You need to come out and say that you're cheating. So it's already, you fly down here. You can't stop, but you can put the brakes on. And that's what the NCAA needs to be. As someone who's very, who's pro-nud-little government, nud-to-little government, I, the worst thing that needs to happen is the government into the NCAA. You don't need another corrupt organization tying in with a corrupt organization. What the NCAA need to do is clean themselves up completely. You're punishing these kids. You need to punish the adults in this matter. You need to pun- you're punishing poor kids but not rich white men. That doesn't make sense. So the ADs, the presidents of schools, the college, the, the coaches and all that, they need to take the hit, take the fall. And I'm not talking about the 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 line coach, the line assistant line coach. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the top guy. Because if your assistant line coach do it, you should be in charge of your coaching staff, you get the penalty. I think that's what should be going on because you sent them to do it. You have to pay these, you have to compensate these kids. There is no more hiding under that. They're a non-profit hiding under that whole load. Uh, amateur athletics and all that stuff that goes out the window and you become a billion dollar entity. And that's what they have become. So you have to compensate these children for what they're doing. Because you're making two, you, your profit margin is out off the radar. You can't get money from the state. You can't get money from these endorsements can't get money from networks, can't get money from 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 the uh, kids who paying for these schools, and then on top of that, not want to pay these kids who's making you more money to get money from these from the games. You cannot get that kind of profit margin without charity because at that point it becomes extortion, and that's what I believe they're doing to these kids. Pay these children. All right, thank you guys for listening to this man, DigitalDarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.